Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered. Or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For season two, I'm focusing on energy and things that positively increase our energy. The heliotropic effect states that all living systems are inclined toward or attracted to that which is life-giving. So I'm inviting guests who provide this positive life-giving energy for me. My guest today is Vonda Von Ruyen. I met Vonda while I was a recruiter for Willamette University's MBA for Professionals program. Vonda was someone I connected with right away because of her kindness, curiosity, and interest in coaching. We haven't seen each other in years, but it's fun to keep in touch through social media. I was watching one of Vonda's video blogs the other day and realized she'd be a great guest on my podcast, so I reached out. You'll get to hear from Vonda in a minute. The first thing that has brightened my day is In the Heights, a 2021 American musical drama film directed by John Chu from a screenplay by Chiara Allegria Hughes and based on the stage musical of the same name by Hughes and Lin-Manuel Miranda. The film had its world premiere at the Los Angeles Latino International Film Festival, and it's now streaming on HBO Max. In one of the scenes, Nina is getting ready to go back to Stanford, and she steps out on her fire escape and says, I want to listen to my block. There was something so powerful about that scene for me. When I lived in Manhattan, fire escapes weren't only used for when your building was on fire. They were often a place you could go to get away from the noise and the bustle inside cramped apartments and find some peace and quiet. You'd walk down streets and often you'd see people out on their fire escapes, smoking a cigarette or reading or having an intimate conversation. It reminded me also of an essay that I'd heard about, written by the award-winning poet and author Ocean Vong. When Vong learned that his uncle had died, he took a long walk through the streets of New York City. His uncle, whose death was a suicide, was only three years older than Vong, and the two of them had been close. As Vong walked, he noticed something. He kept seeing these fire escapes, and he said, what happens if we had that? What is the linguistic existence of a fire escape that we can give ourselves permission to say, are you really okay? I know we're talking, but you want to step out on the fire escape and you can tell me the truth? You know, when we do show real compassion and we walk with someone out on that metaphorical fire escape, it really can bring healing and a person can feel listened to. And I was just realizing, when did you last really ask someone if you care and are they okay? And then really listen. That scene will continue to stick with me. Now more than ever, genuine kindness and listening are more valuable than we might realize. The second thing that has brightened my day 
is 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> Let me explain. For the last couple years, my boss has given each one of us on our team a bag with 12 individually wrapped gifts that we open each day for 12 days before Christmas. It is so much fun. The first year she did it, we were all still working in the office, so it was fun to do it together with my coworkers. But the last two years, we've been teleworking from home, so we've opened them on our own. Naturally, Aria has enjoyed opening up the gifts each day with me. And my boss, being the amazingly kind and thoughtful person she is, has added some gifts this year that have especially been exciting for Aria. It is something we look forward to each morning. I can't imagine the time and energy it takes for her to put all this together, but it is so much fun. Oh, and I'm also thankful that our 12 days of Christmas has nothing to do with the actual Christmas carol. I don't have room in my house for lords leaping or drummers drumming or pipers piping. Egads! The third thing that has brightened my day is my dad. One year ago, on December 11th, he left us for his heavenly home. He was a bright light in our lives and still is in our hearts and memories. My dad was a man of faith, and the other day my mom was telling me that she'd been going through his Bible. She mentioned how it still smelled like him. My dad had a wonderful masculine smell. After getting a big hug from him, his scent would remain on you. My mom mentioned that when she unzipped a pocket of his Bible bag, there was a note from Aria where she had made a coded message for my dad. He loved math and numbers, and Aria would code the alphabet and then leave a message for my dad to figure out. It was touching to think that he kept one of those with him. In his last days, the 23rd Psalm was very close in his thoughts. So to honor my dad, I'd like to read this familiar psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My guest today is Vonda Von Ruyen. In her professional role, Vonda is the Director of Implementation and Planning Services. She implements new contracts and special corporate initiatives, along with creating and delivering a monthly lunch and learn to the workplace services team. In Vonda's spare time, she loves working on The List, her passion project, which is an online coaching program that helps people develop and live their master life list. I'm excited to have Vonda as a guest on my podcast today. Welcome, Vonda. Thank you, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here to talk about fun, happy things. So thank you. Well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> and, you know, before we start talking about these fun, happy, bright things, I'm really curious about what is a master life list and how does someone go about creating or developing one? I always describe the master life list as re-engineering your bucket list. 
because I always thought it was funny. We're kind of racing to the end of this bucket list versus let's re-engineer it and start building and creating exactly what you want today and move forward from that. And so just to get started, just grab a pen and paper and begin writing down your ideas, dreams, and goals. Like I think that's kind of the secret sauce right there is a lot of us Mm. just get busy and don't write things down. You know, it's really true. How do you know what's up in your head unless you take the time to write it down? And sometimes that's not so easy. Like we got stuck in our own thoughts and we're like, oh, should I write it down? Should I not write it down? So I kind of share some like key strategies, like how to help people kind of get out of their current mindset into a new and really just creating like maximum fun and ease in their life. And that's kind of what happens when we start the list. It's just pure fun, but so much action comes from that. Like, I don't know about you, but do you know your husband and your daughter's three top life goals right now? Oh, definitely not. Um, except probably I have one of the goals for my daughter because Christmas is around the corner, (laughs) but no. And I'm, I'm sort of a little bit humbled to say, no, I don't. You know, it's so, it's not unusual, but my husband and I started doing this when we first got married, like 28 years ago. So forever ago. And (laughs) one of his life lists, which I'll talk about later too, was going to Mount Everest, which of course we're like, okay, when we're first married, there's no way we could afford that, but I could afford to get in books and find that special documentary about Mount Everest and kind of fuel that dream. Mm. And so I started doing that. And then, of course, that led eventually to the dream happening. So that is really cool for him. So it's just knowing those things about the people that you love that are around you and then knowing about you. So when the opportunity arises, you can just fuel that dream and then eventually make it happen. I'm already sensing great possibility for maximum fun in the new year. And I totally know why you call this your passion project. Let's get right to it. What are the three things that have brightened your day lately? I know this sounds weird, but the number one thing that's brightening my day right now are my Brooks tennis shoes. Oh, okay. (laughs) What is it about these Brooks tennis shoes? I mean, I know you're a runner and I'm a walker, but I've never been a tennis shoe wear outside of like I put them on to exercise and then take them off immediately because I wanted to wear like my cute animal print flats or my patent leather shoes or some cozy boots but these tennis shoes are so darn comfortable they're attractive they're I just brave putting them on because they're so nice which (laughs) is a revolution for me well that's fascinating so How did you find out about these shoes? Did you see someone wearing them or were they recommended to you or how did you acquire these shoes? Yeah, they were recommended. Somebody that my husband works with recommended that we get them. And then there was this really fun website that had, I don't even, I wish I knew what the website was called, but it had a shoe dog and you would put in all your sizes and like your arch and your colors that you liked. And the the dog on the website runs and gets it and brings it back to you, the shoe that you want. Oh my goodness. If that doesn't get you to buy the shoes, what will? (laughs) That's what got me to buy the shoe because it was, well, the whole thing, the whole process was fun, but then the shoe itself are amazing. And this company that we order from, they just, if you don't like the size, you just send it back until you find one. They'll call you on the phone. They'll recommend different shoes. If you're not happy, they're just phenomenal. That does sound phenomenal. I think we might need to know the name of this shoe company. Are you comfortable sharing it? Yeah, I'll look it up and send that to you. There is nothing like a good pair of shoes, especially if you're a walker. I'm glad that your feet are happy. What's the second thing that's brightened your day? 
I think I might be the last person to discover Spotify, but it consistently brightens my day because I can listen to an entire playlist of different kinds of music with just a quick search, which I, I'm not really a music person. Like I'll download the same song. This is embarrassing. I'll download the same song and listen to it over and over again. <laughs> well, why not? I mean, if it works the first time, it's going to the second. <laughs> yes. And I think I'm just not that adventurous when it comes to music. And I think that's why I like Spotify. Cause I can just type in like, I don't know, like I was listening to some French music and then I'm like, what's Italian music sound like? What's jazz sound like? So I just had all these playlists and just realized all of these different music it's just something that's just making me happy like it brings mm. like this curiousness and this like I get really tickled with some of the beats and the sounds and I just never thought I would kind of enjoy music so much so I'm really loving Spotify right now what exactly is the difference between say Spotify and creating an iTunes playlist or iHeartRadio playlist like I guess I'm kind of one of the last ones. You you beat me to Spotify because I don't know. I don't think I know much about why would I want Spotify? I originally got Spotify because I started teaching yoga and I needed a yoga playlist, which I later found out I'm actually not supposed to be using it for yoga. So I had to stop that. But in the meantime, oh. I'm playing with it a lot. And it just was so much easier. Like maybe I was just not using Apple iTunes, right? But I could search by a song and it would give me a lovely song or the song that I wanted, but it didn't have a playlist of 12 other songs that kind of went along with it. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I can see an advantage of that. So when you put in the title of a song, then it will give you that song. And then it will also give you songs that are similar in, in the same sort of area. Yeah. I've just been searching like a theme, like maybe I don't have a specific song, but I want. And so then it gives you 10 different playlists of French music and each playlist has numerous songs. You know what? I think it sounds fantastic. And I'm <laughs> glad that you have discovered it and that it's brightening your day. I'm going to have to go and check it out. Well, what's the third thing that's brightened your day? Okay, well, this is another surprise for me, but it's hiking. I mentioned before that my husband always wanted to go to Mount Everest, which was not on my life list, but it was on his. But when the opportunity came up in our lives to go, I didn't want to say no, because I knew it was going to be one of those experiences that you just had to experience together. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go with him. But after that, I vowed never to walk up another mountain or hill again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wait a second. I'm sorry. I, I think I was lost in you telling the story. Are you telling me that you've been to Mount Everest? Yes, we trekked to base camp. We didn't actually go to the top of Mount Everest, but we went to base camp. It was like 15 days of hiking or trekking, whatever you want to call it. You know, you hike up and then you sleep low and then you hike up and then you sleep low and then until you get to base camp. Wow. Well, that was the whole trip is going there and back, but, um, oh, okay. Yeah, but still was. that's amazing. And, that, and that's for, for the mountain climbers. That's just their like foundation. <laughs> that's just the warm up. Warm up. Wow. <laughs> well, was it super strenuous or could the average person at least get to base camp? Um, I think, you know what? It's more mental than it is physical. Mm. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. It's a lot mental, a lot more mental than I thought it would be. But, you know, you don't have to be a climber to go to base camp. You can simply trek to base camp. Mm -hmm. But you have, you know, a big backpack and all your mm -hmm. stuff and their Sherpas to help you and along the way and things like that. But it's still like the mindset part of it is the hard part, I think. 
And is it because you're hiking? So there's just fatigue and exhaustion and one yeah. foot in front of the other sort of. How long of a day are you hiking? Um, anywhere from six to eight hours, probably. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, we get up and do a workout for an hour and we're, we're ready to quit. I mean, that's tack five to six more hours on that. It's interesting because you're, I mean, obviously in the Himalayan mountains, so it's beautiful, but the experience to go from Kathmandu to the scariest airport, I think in the world. (laughs) And then just as soon as your feet hit the ground, you're hiking. There's no like, welcome to the mountain. It's okay. Grab your stuff and let's get going. And then it's like that for the next 15 days. And you realize, okay, I used all of my energy to get up to the top. So now what do I use to get down? It's really Mm. interesting. It's just in your diet changes, you know, and where you sleep, it changes. And so all of that plays into that mindset part of it. Well, if I may, what is something that you learned about yourself doing that hike to base camp and back? I learned that I actually have a lot more stamina than I would originally think that I would have. I can like buckle down and get done what I need to do. So I love that. But I was surprised at how, like I told my husband, it took me years to be able to talk about going and getting back because I had such a stinky attitude. And that's usually not like me either. Like usually I'm happy, mm-hmm. high energy, excited about life. But that pushed me in a whole nother mindset type of way that I realized, okay, when things get hard and I'm physically pushed to the limit, maybe I can learn some better strategies. If you were to go back and do it again, what would you do differently? You know, I've added since then a yoga and a meditation practice, which I didn't have in place. And I think now I would probably wake up, do some meditation, do like walking meditation when I'm on the on the mountains, be kind of more thankful for the overall experience why I'm why I'm there. Like the Sherpa people are wonderful. They are mm. loving and kind and giving. And I just would take more time, I think, on the mountain to be present with them versus worrying about how I'm feeling. I mean, because I felt great. I had the best hiking boots ever. I never got one blister. I had warm gear. Like my husband knows me, like I need to be somewhat (laughs) cozy and comfortable if I'm going to do this. And so all of that was great, but it's just being present in that moment when I was feeling challenged. I would change that with definitely a daily meditation, a walking meditation, and kind of plan that out for myself. I think that's really, I think that's really powerful, whether we're on the climb of our life or just going about our day to day life, being present, being Mm. thankful for what we have in the moment, taking time to breathe or or whatever that practice is. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. Well, thank you so much, Javonda, for sharing that. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast. And of course, thank you for brightening my day. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at HiltonLisaB at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song.